Hi family, hi friends, hi food lovers. Hey neighbors, hey community, hey comics, people who like to cook, connect, and kvetch. Thanks so much for joining me for Hot Dish. Hello, and welcome to Hot Dish. I'm your guest, Lauren Huberman. Each week, I cook up something tasty while chatting with a special guest. Today, I'm going to be making a strawberry spoon cake, which is tasty and delightful and fresh and fluffy, just like my guest. Today's guest is Colleen Brennan. And here she is. <laughs> Hi. I just came in through the cabinet. You They're sure so did. <laughs> so impressive. Oh my goodness, Colleen. This is so exciting for me and hopefully for you. Yes. I am so excited to have you here. Colleen is a podcaster. She's a stand-up comic. She is an actor. She does all kinds of things. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a great friend. And today she's here with me looking lovely and fresh and charming. I am so happy to be here. I am happy to be in person. This is, this is the first time Lauren and I have been in the same room in person unmasked. We're both vaccinated and it's like, this is liberating. Yeah. There are moments right now where I feel like I can't be close enough. I mean, I was nervous because I was like, okay, I'm going to brush my teeth ahead of time. I'm going to wear extra deodorant. I'm going to put on a little perfume. Right. I just didn't want to blast you out. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm just, you could have, you could have, you could have answered the door in a gunny sack <laughs> and toothless. And I would have been like, oh. I love that. Toothless. Huh? Toothless and a that gunny sack. That would be great. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, cheers to us. Oh my gosh. And us. to um, you. And happy hot dishing. Thank you so much for yeah. having me here. Mm. Mm. The bubbly. There's nothing like the bubbly. This is my favorite. Oh my gosh. So Colleen, yes. I am thrilled that you're here. Thank I you. have known you hmm, maybe five or six years. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, because I started stand up eight years ago. So it okay. was probably about two years in. Yeah. I was a lonely, <laughs> lonely comedian. <laughs> I know I spotted you at Just Dickin' Around, yes. where I also spotted Jess. Yes. Um, and I just latched right onto you. I was I couldn't have been happier to be latched on. <laughs> and then I saw you at the Laugh Factory at a show. Yeah. And I think each of us might have come alone. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so cool that you were there. I just, I, I just, for really the first, um, well, until I, you know, met more and more good friends, I just went everywhere alone <laughs> in the yeah. comedy world. You just, you just show up and it's like, it was like two, the first two years were like two years of, um, of living the first day of junior high all over again. <laughs> My God, that's such a perfect analogy. Well, it is. Yeah. You know, because every day you walk in and you're like, am I going to be as good as the others? Are they going to hate me? Are they going to like me? Do I look, did I overdress? Did I underdress? Oh my gosh. And then for me, it was always the added, I am, <laughs> I am so much older than everybody else. So I was like that kid who was held back like four grades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But that kid also has 
knowledge and wisdom and valuable life experience. And you just can't trade that. And I found one of the few people who understands. (laughs) 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 There might be two. Oh my gosh. yeah. Yeah. No, I know you talk, you don't talk a lot about this, but we've had conversations about how you feel Older, I mean, in the stand-up community in Chicago, of course, there's lots of 20-somethings. There's lots of early 30s. Um, so, and I feel like an outlier a lot of times, but I know you really feel this, like, deeply. Yes. Yeah, I deeply feel like I'm an outlier. <laughs> I, I you deeply... are an outcast. <laughs> in fact, I know what, I, I want to revise what I said earlier. It's not two years of the first day of junior high every day. It's eight years. No, that's not true. Um, yeah, I feel a bit of an outlier because there aren't that many. Um, well, first of all, there aren't that many women who do stand-up comedy. There are definitely more now than there were eight years ago when I was starting. Um, I mean, I remember one of the one of the first stand-up classes I did at second. I actually did. I wanted to take as many stand-up classes as I could because that's how I wanted to build my material mm-hmm. rather than like you know, the first day of junior high over and over again. So, um, so I took a lot of classes and, uh, in one of my classes at second city, I was the only woman. Ah, yeah. How did that feel? You know, it was interesting. I was okay with it. Cause I have two, so I have two boys and a husband. So I'm, I'm accustomed to being just in a room filled with testosterone bouncing off the walls, (laughs) but, um, but like in a place where you're really vulnerable, not it's not the easiest but everybody was pretty cool there was only one I think I broke down one day so it was like an eight-week course I think I broke down one day because it was um it was joke after joke after joke related to uh do we have a rating on this podcast can I say anything it's like tons of dick jokes and it was like dick joke after dick joke after dick joke and when you hear like seven men joke about their penises all in a row. I was like, I I said, I am so, I think I just broke down and said, guys, I am so sick of hearing about your dicks. I'm just, I'm tired of it. Good for you. And probably that's helpful feedback because guess what? It's not very original. No, no. Or fresh. Right. Like the strawberry spoon cake that we're about to make. I'm so excited. What Um, a segue. Oh my gosh. gosh. I've been practicing (laughs) all weekend. It's kind of amazing. I I told you earlier, I'm trying to be more authentic and um, more true to myself. Very good. Yeah. So this is the kind of the revamped version. So um, this is, and what was... if you could explain to me exactly what I'm comparing this to, like what, <laughs> I have always known you as organic and authentic. So I'm trying to figure out where your baseline is. <laughs> okay. Well, I will just say that a couple of these episodes have not been the most amazing and I've been incredibly weird and awkward and anxious. And I'm just going to say it. I get nervous. Mm-hmm. I get anxious. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't ask follow-up questions okay. where I should. Okay. And so I'm really just going to be organic and just let things flow today with you. <laughs> so I can't think of, see now I, that's just the only way I know you. Well, great. Yeah. yeah. Well, so- this is perfect thus far um okay so what i'm gonna put you to work okay um you're going to please um butter this 
um, baking dish. Okay. It's for our spoon cake batter. Do I use this? This is this an incredible one? life hack that I've learned. Oh, what is it? Um, it's a little paintbrush and you dip the butter or olive oil or whatever it is into the little tub and you just brush it on and there's no more messes. Like I hate the, the paper towel gets all stuck in the butter and no one wants that I these like days. I, I feel like I need to give like... Doing such a good how job. Doing, how buttery do you want this? Well, I can go heavy, light. Um, I think you're pretty experienced in terms of cooking. So um, we just need to butter that pan baking dish. And while you're doing that, I'm going to cut up our fresh strawberries, okay. which I got at Jewel yesterday. And part of the reason I got this is because you said, oh, strawberries are in season. And I was thinking, where? <laughs> where are they so I just remember where? I remember years ago I think I was actually in grad school I remember it was like late April and somebody at a grocery store said to me you know strawberries are in season <laughs> from mid-April to late June and I was like I'm gonna I'm like so this is when they're the best because I was stupid and I didn't know what was going on in the world yeah um particularly in the world of agriculture and she <laughs> said yes and I said hot damn that's strawberry season so I've just carried this knowledge with me now I don't know geographically which regions in the country yeah um, I don't nor do I ever that. claim to be an expert in much of anything <laughs> I think I got a bristle in here hold on no uh oh no I think I got it even out. if you did I'm really not that picky so don't worry it'll give it a lovely texture yeah the texture of a paintbrush <laughs> there we go okay oh. I think I, I think I did so I, I, did I don't want to knock you on the strawberry thing. Mm -hmm. I actually did read that they're in season, but in season to me is not the same as I, I, I think of Michigan strawberries, a Midwestern strawberries, and those are really in season when like July or something. No, 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 no. So okay, this I, I do, know. this I do know because okay. there is in a, in a, in a town where I grew up in Indiana, which isn't far from the Michigan border. Mm -hmm. Um, they have you pick strawberries and they are oh. always perfect at the beginning of June. And ah. if I get there two weeks late, like say I go on Father's Day, there's nothing left. Oh, fuckers. Field of strawberries completely empty. And then last year we actually, I think pandemic strawberry picking is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And so we went, I think, the second weekend in June or the third weekend in June. Okay. And my husband was going to slaughter me because it was just, I was pulling him out to the farthest reaches of the <laughs> strawberry field, crouching down, pulling like the most pathetic, like literally three <laughs> centimeter berries that were like green off the vine. And he's like, are we really doing this? I'm like, oh, we're doing this. <laughs> Colleen, you're, you are um, a hard worker and you're tenacious. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, I'm a tenacious strawberry picker. I mean, now I'm just going to say that I'm supposed to be mashing up these strawberries with a fork to get the juice flowing. Mm -hmm. The juice could, it could be juicier, but we're going to continue on. Okay. And also this recipe in the New York Times did not say how to cut these strawberries. So now I'm just making up my own version and cutting them how I see fit. Ooh, okay. They look lovely. Um, now, speaking of Indiana, yes, you have a podcast. I do. And I have listened to some of those episodes yeah, and good. they're wonderful. Thank you so much. And I love that 
you're so enthusiastic and you're just having fun. I am. And of course, it's a way to learn things. So it will is. you tell will you tell me a little bit more about that podcast and so yeah so it's the podcast is called defending indiana it is um not specifically designed for indiana residents however mm-hmm. it is enjoyed by many indiana residents um and and people who are all over in fact we've had downloads internationally how about Stop that it. yeah i know it's really very exciting i'm sure they're accidents or something. But um, no, and so what we, so one of the things that was starting to drive me crazy when I was going to open mics and and shows were the number of jokes about Indiana. Now Mm. I understand this was during the Pence years. There was a lot of bad stuff going down in Indiana at that time. And I get it. And I totally empathized with it and agreed with everybody. However, that wasn't all to the state. Mm -hmm. And it gets to a certain point where when enough people keep continually making fun of things over and over again, and it's like where you came from, you you get a little defensive. And then it's like Janice and I, my uh, co-host is Janice Rodriguez, who also grew up in Indiana and is a stand-up comedian. And we both sort of feel like Indiana is a ridiculous state, but everywhere is a different ridiculous state and we all have our problems and um we can make fun of our state and but when you do we we makes us want to cut you so Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's what it was born out of so we take like a myth um a stereotype or just something that people don't know anything about Mm -hmm. and we use that topic we discuss our relationship to that topic and then we usually have a guest come a notable hoosier come and speak to us about the topic that is very cool yeah yeah it's um yeah no you're right about (laughs) i'm just thinking because you're you're right about the connotations about indiana it's a little bit like florida exactly it's like okay so by the way i'm putting a third cup of um sugar Mm -hmm. i had to mix dark brown sugar and white sugar because i didn't have light brown sugar it looks wonderful so i'm putting it in the strawberries and then i'm going to put you to work again in a minute happy i just mix the sugar in with our mashed strawberries in here and then we set it aside and we just let it do what it needs to do stir this together is this what we is this called this is macerating is this macerating it could be okay i prefer to call it lacerating lacerating i think, I think it's macerating lacerating Colleen, you're so good macerating let's just it's it's what did you call it macerating yeah it's macerating okay and that sounds right it's melding of flavors oh yes as well melding melding i think we should expand our vocabulary right now <laughs> i think we should use words that we don't even know <laughs> just throw them out <laughs> wild abandon i think that's just a, a marvelous idea darling marvelous um but yeah no indiana's it's it is like florida i mean and i'll be honest i have my own stereotypes about it too and it's yeah. But then I look at you and I'm like, you're so cultured and refined and sophisticated. <laughs> so you, all, all one needs to know is all you, that. and then they know enough about Indiana. Well, that's really flattering and it's largely untrue. But um, no, it's, it's, I think we all come from, it was really, so our final guest was our number one fan. We just recorded Ooh. our last episode for season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had our, our, our world, our, our 
defending Indiana number one fan, who was actually on your podcast. Wait, Sonal, let me think. Oh, Sonal. Sonal Agarwal. So she came on um, because she really listened to everything and like had little comments and it was really sweet That's and wonderful. So, cool. so I wanted to have her on. And she summed it up pretty well. She said, um, we all come from a place and we often have difficulty appreciating the place that we're from when we're there. And there's a grass is always greener thing. But then when you're away from that place or you take a step back and really think about where you're from, you realize we're all pretty much the same. One place isn't necessarily better than the other. And she said, on top of it, you know, the really big places like the New Yorks and the Mexico cities and the, and the Tokyos, no, nobody knows us, cares about us, hears about us. And so, I don't know, I think it just gives us, I guess, you know, part of the point was, let's stop ripping on each other. Let's have some fun talking about how we're different. And then let's appreciate those differences for what they are. Yeah. But if there's hatred or nastiness, then we need to call that out too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that. That's so, um, it's so free and loving and kind of just organic and authentic. I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering if that smacked up. <laughs> Organic and authentic. It, it really does, actually. Good. I was aiming for that today. <laughs> okay, so now here's what we need to do. We need our medium-sized bowl, which we have here, our clear bowl. We need a whisk. I want it, yeah. Okay, yes. Like this is, for those this of you is who your know part. what a whisk is. Yeah. Oh, damn. A whisk is amazing. I love it. Okay, we need to add the melted butter, which we have. We have our stick of melted butter Should all I ready to right go. Mm -hmm. oh. And I'm going to set this aside sure. so you have some room to work. Um, Ooh, okay, butter. that was a really lovely pour you <laughs> just you. did. And then I'll take this yes, from you. Yes. I think yeah. I'm hamming it up way too much right now. Oh, that's, that's allowed. Okay, so we need the melted butter and then we need, oh God, what do we need? a third cup of brown sugar. Now, where in the heck did I put that measuring cup? Hmm. Oh, here. Oh my gosh, that was so unprofessional. It was on the other side of the strawberry bowl. For anybody who's <laughs> listening and not viewing this, it was an honest mistake. Lauren is being ridiculously difficult at this moment. Oh, but it was organic. So it was so it, organic. It happened. I don't know if we can adequately <laughs> explain to our viewers and listeners here just how beautiful this mixture of oh. brown sugar and white sugar is in this bowl of oh, butter. It's so gorgeous. I just kind of want to eat it right now. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Okay, Do I mix. Um, not quite yet. Okay. Okay. Actually, we need half a teaspoon salt and half cup whole milk okay I'm so we have our salt way. here and we have our teaspoon so you do that okay so and half I'll a teaspoon the, you said yes half teaspoon salt and i'm gonna do half a cup of whole milk which i think is just delicious can i just say how adorable these multicolored <gasps> mixing oh spoons are Thank you. Know you. How frequently, I'm like trying to read things, but like you can memorize a color and be like, oh, that's purple. That's a tablespoon. That's so, I never thought about yeah, doing it that no, way. No, it's well, so smart. Organic and authentic. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> okay, now you whisk it together. Okay, I'm going to do okay. this away. Okay, so Colleen's moving away, away so she doesn't blast out the listeners' yes. ears. Yes. We are um, sharing a microphone today. So, um, so yeah, and maybe we're going to switch in a minute because I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about Mamedians, which is another um, 
comedy group that you're a part of. And, and of course, we'll talk about bathroom comedy with us too. Oh, but yeah, yeah. but Maumedians um, is a group of women that I'd love to hear you talk about. And like, kind of how, like, the, are there goals of that group? And like, how would you describe it? So the Maumedians of Maumedy um, was the brainchild of Kat Herskovic. Uh, who is a amazing stand-up comedian here in Chicago. And she, when she was pregnant with her first, uh, thought maybe it would be fun to create a group of comedians who just happen to be moms um, and put together a showcase of those moms. And the idea is that um, we are all stand-up comedians and we are all mothers, but we do not sit around and joke about motherhood. It's not like mom joke after mom joke after mom joke. It's sort of this idea of expanding your um, perception of what it means to be a stand-up comedian, a woman, and a mother. Mm. And I think, you know, ultimately what we were hoping to do was just display these amazing, funny women who have fabulous original ideas that are related to their lives that may or may not be related to motherhood. Hmm. And so, you know, really, you know, and give ourselves more of an opportunity um, to perform. It really, Lauren, most of the stuff that I do is just trying to create opportunities <laughs> for myself to perform. Um, so that's what it was all about. Okay, yeah. well, I'm gonna ask you a follow-up question in yes. a minute, because um, this is a good time for one, but okay. this mixture looks awful. It looks terrible. I don't understand what's wrong with it. I don't either. I you could probably just pop it in the microwave. What? And melt it a little bit further. Would that work or would that, that destroy things? crazy. Okay, well. Okay, so I don't know what's going on, but it's supposed to be smooth and okay. it's very chunky and it looks awful, but we're just gonna soldier ahead. I think so. Okay, so we're gonna add, <laughs> this is my, this is uh, my first time where the recipe isn't coming together as I had hoped and planned. I think it'll still be delicious and wonderful. But we're gonna have to carry on. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna add a cup of flour and a teaspoon of baking powder and we're gonna see if this mixture comes together because right now it looks like a goopy disaster <laughs> it looks awful i've never seen anything look like that with baking it's soupy and goopy it looks a little bit like brains it does look like brains <laughs> with, with some plaque it does <laughs> plaque Brains with plaque <laughs> floating in cerebral spinal fluid. That's, That's a really good description. Thank you. It, it do you does. want me to just give it a, do you it, want me to give it one more go? I mean, if you'd like to. I don't, I don't I want you to help. like make a mess of yourself over no. there. Um, goodness sakes. Oh. I just don't know. I feel like it's a little less brainy right now. Is it? It's probably because you're doing it and not me. <laughs> think so. Oh, this is going to be so sad if we don't have our treat. We're going to have our treat. Okay. I believe in us. Okay. I choose us, Lauren. I, <laughs> I choose it too. I choose you mostly. Um, so like for the Mamedians, mm -hmm. could I be 
in it? No. Even though I'm not. I mean, if you give birth to something, you can. And it can be anything other than like an idea. I feel so discriminated against right now. Just, um, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to feeling discriminated against. Oh, wait, I just put in salt instead of baking powder. Oh my God, this is going to hell. It's going to be a salty (laughs) strawberry treat. (laughs) This organic... Um, material is really going sideways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's going to be fine. I can fish out some of this. <laughs> I feel like this is like America's practical jokes. Okay. Like, okay. Well, we're okay. It is this going is, to be. Oopsie. It's just going to be salty. Okay. I'm going to take that little spoonful. There out. you go. There. I think so we might have salvaged it a little bit anyhow do you want me to mix this or do you if want you'd to like to um you can take a little turn and i'll take a turn okay i'm gonna and, give this um, a shot people. so i can't be in the mom medians that feels bad um would i find the would i find it funny oh my god yes oh okay. because again it's not you know let's go back to the to the seven men talking about their dicks so these guys, so seven men talking about their bi- dicks could potentially be one entire show. Mm-hmm. One entire showcase. And people would go and they'd laugh because sometimes it's funny, right? Mom Indians is not all about moms. Mm-hmm. It's not all about mom things. It's not all about parenting. It is literally women doing stand-up who have used their uteruses and the birth canal. <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> so okay so you would find it funny mm-hmm. we're not gearing our here i'm giving this to okay you. we're not gearing yeah. our comedy specifically to a gender or a specific um demographic it okay. is it is literally for everyone to enjoy if you want to support women in comedy if you mm-hmm. you know and it's it's all ages and stages of motherhood, right? Mm-hmm. It's um, grandmothers, new mothers, moms of teens like me, um, young children, you know, everything. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, giving, it's, it's hard being a mom and a comedian. It's hard, look, yeah. like, I mean, it's not like, oh my God, it's so hard being a mom <laughs> and a comedian. But, um, you know, if we can make it a little bit easier to display talent, that maybe doesn't get represented as frequently as it should be, mm-hmm. then yeah, then okay. we've achieved our goal. Well, I'll consider coming sometime. Okay. Um, even though I've never given birth, but I did have a cat, um, Jennifer slash Melissa, and she was 20. And so that actually, maybe I should be in the mommy dance after. Um, only sorry. if you used your uterus sorry, and your birth canal to bring that. For my next to bring cat, that cat, I will do that. And world. then I will be on your show. And that would be <laughs> not organic. It would be, <laughs> but it would be incredible. Oh, holy moly. That would be, that would be like, that would be like, that would be like TMZ. Oh, yeah. That would, that be, would be like the cover of People magazine. Oh, for sure. Okay. So I have an update. We have an update. Yeah, this I, batter is looking good. Babe. Actually, it looks good. I mean, I think maybe smooth was a misnomer. Yeah. I think I they think meant brain like. They- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to spoon it, and this is the worst possible angle. I'm going to yeah. move this over here. Okay. okay. And so we're spooning our batter into our 8x8 greased bowl, which Colleen did a lovely job with. 
Thank and, you. And oh gosh. Thank you. It was it was a lot you of work, just but really I think you're worth it. it. <sighs> I think you're worth it, Lauren. Thank you yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Um okay, so we better get this in the oven or we're never gonna be able to eat it. And How long does it take? Twenty minutes, dude. Oh. I don't know, but I feel like we don't even have anything left to talk about. Oh, really? We're going to have to dig (laughs) deep and get really organic and authentic pretty soon. Okay, I did just stick my finger in that. My philosophy is that it will burn off in baking. Of course. Thank God you agree. Of course I do. Okay, so here's the batter. Do we do what do we do with the strawberries? Now we put. I've, I don't know what we do with this extra sugar, to I, be honest. I actually think I made this. You did? I did. Is okay. this from the New York Times? Yes. I did make it. Okay. And it's delicious. It, it, I ate it once two summers ago, maybe. It's delicious. So good. But what do we do with that sugar? You just, you pour, you pour that Here. over the top. I'm okay. not sure. I, I don't know if then what you do is you use the rest of it to... Um, batter. Not good batter. Okay. I don't know if you use the rest of it to um, put it on the strawberry. Yeah. Let, I think end. we're going to do that. No, I think maybe now. Okay. Little, let's just spoon a little Why bit. Not? So the thing about this is I, I don't own a printer at home. So I write out the recipes because of course my computer is being used for this high tech professional spontaneous and organic podcast so and so organic. i just have to hand write the recipe so if i forget directions i improvise um on the spot as a matter of fact this is this Which could is... possibly be the most authentic and organic <laughs> baking experience i've had. how much more of this do you want me to put on um here? i think quite a bit oh okay yeah so i'm think... i'm essentially like because just... there's got to be a reason that we used all that oh you know what I don't know why we had all that brown sugar. And I hope to God that, well, we're just going to. It's going to be a little salty. It's going to be a little sweet. (laughs) Okay, are we good? We're good. Okay, we're just going to stick this baby in the oven 20 minutes. And um, we're going to be drinking until then. I've been drinking prior to then. Um, <laughs> and um, wow, I am excited about this. Well, it's butter, <sighs> sugar, fruit, flour. It's almost impossible to mess that up. Yes. Whether it comes out in the in the texture and consistency that the New York Times thought was appropriate. <laughs> does it really matter? It's all going to the same place. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Um, how are you feeling? Um, I, I feel good. Okay, I feel, great. I feel um, inspired. Yeah, by the great. organic moment. <laughs> feels very authentic. <laughs> oh my god! How did it feel when I said I felt discriminated against for not being a mom? Um, it felt. I'm not. I'm going to be authentic. It felt a little annoying. Okay, um, good. But not in a sense that like I was like ooh. It was more like. It was like, I'm going to play my tiniest violin for you because you popped out two children and you've raised them and they're lovely, lovely human beings. thank you. They're the cutest two boys in the world. Thank you. Michael and James. And your husband is adorable and sweet. Thank you. And he's cool. He's a cool dude. Usually, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, half the time I go over to your house and I want to stay forever. Like live there because it's so like it's 
first of all, it's immaculate and it's spotless. Okay. And I just want to be part of your family. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's immaculate and spotless because I'm a little OCD. And um, are you sure you want to be there all the time? Because when do. nobody else is there, it's a little whip cracking with yeah. the boys. Like, yeah. Get that clean up. Get the. <laughs> listen and and you sometimes yeah well you're strict but it's good because it forces them to be good boys like men like people I, I hope so it was you know I've considered it my <laughs> responsibility to make sure and my husband is with me 100% on this that we do everything to make sure that we're raising children who don't end up being assholes yeah I mean that is like my mantra is this moment a teachable moment so that they won't grow up to be an asshole then I better do something about it, you know? And, and um, yeah, so I've been told, <laughs> I've been told by a very good friend whose son uh, has spent a lot of time with us, um, who said, mom, Colleen is really funny, but she's really scary. <laughs> And I consider that possibly the biggest parenting compliment. <laughs> that is. Yeah. I want my children to be ever so slightly afraid. Yes. Because, I mean, this sounds wickedly unhealthy emotionally, but yeah, a little bit of fear to make sure you make the right decision. Yeah. I think. Oh, I think, I mean, I was afraid for my whole life pretty much. <laughs> and you are a beautiful human being. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, holy moly, did my mom rip into me and she did every day. Job. Thank you. Look well, you. I've also been in therapy for 12 years. So well, we're all let's just say too. that. <laughs> Cheers to therapy. Yeah. People get it. It helps. Oh my God. It's Just the best. Don't deny yourself or your offspring therapy. Oh, and, and medication. I will say I'm not putting you in this category, but I am on medication and thank God for medication. Thank God. It cheers. Look, I think the moral <laughs> of this moment is if you need the help, get the help. Get the help. Get the help. Absolutely. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong. Oh my no God. Stigma. No, okay. but Colleen, I was thinking last night, like, so we had had and we're going to resurrect our comedy showcase bathroom yes. comedy i'm so excited which was so wonderful monthly showcase that we had it a live one mm -hmm. we will have it again we will there's no question and no i question. was thinking like so it's the two of us mm -hmm. and then jessica yes yeah. rosenberg and courtney bianca but well but walter <laughs> I just love that she's a she's a Buck Welter, but she's also got that Bianca. Yeah, she's got that. Yeah. She's gotta have that. Yeah. There. Oh yeah. yeah. So I was thinking like, gosh, who who is the strictest? Who is the scariest? Who would I not want to cross? And it's you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. So like in our kind of there's four of us, we have this dynamic. Yes. And you are definitely you are tough. And you, <laughs> you set boundaries. <laughs> True. You don't put up with bullshit. Nope. You, I mean, you're the enforcer. Life's too short, right? Yeah. Life's oh, yeah. too short. And there's so much bullshit. 
in the entertainment industry. So no. Yeah. No. Oh, you are no. straight up the well, enforcer. Here's the thing. You're, if you, if you're going to do it, <laughs> I'm going to sound crazy. You are good. <laughs> Stay away from God. <laughs> There's a reason why every day is like the first day of junior high school. Right? <laughs> I think if you're going to do something and you're going to ask people to give you their time, right? If people are going to sit down in a, in a performance venue after working hard all week long, they deserve to be entertained as best as you possibly can entertain them. Period, end of story. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna ask comedians to come and perform and entertain these people, you better make sure that you're bringing your A game. Yeah. I just think that that's important. And it's through that dedication to respecting your audience mm -hmm. and respecting your fellow performers and respecting your fellow producers that you can create something and grow something so that more and more people can benefit. Yeah. Audiences, performers, producers, uh, arts and entertainment venues. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I feel like if you set very clear boundaries, Okay. And you just tell everybody, I really expect you to stay within these boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, and if you do, we are going to have the most amazing playground ever. Yeah. Yeah. And we do, we have a great showcase. So this is also a plug for backroom comedy. We will be bringing it back. Yeah. We've had it in the back room at a live one. It is cozy. It's intimate. It's super fun. We pack people in. So that's going to be a challenge of course, yeah. but figuring that out, um, and, and we just have a really, really fun time yeah. with the showcase. It's great. And it's, it's, it's joyful. And I, I do, I mean, maybe they're just blowing smoke up our asses because we're the producers, but I've had amazing feedback as you have, and Jess and Courtney, we've all had feedback from performers who've told us it was a great show. Mm -hmm. They were, they were surprised mm -hmm. at how well it was run and how great the audience was and they would be delighted to come back and perform again yeah so yeah. um and i and i will say i think everybody we've had has stayed within the boundaries and followed the rules and been one and we've created a really fun playground yeah i'm trying to think like what what are some hmm, what are some challenges or negative things that we've had I can't, I'm struggling to think of any. I think, so the venue that we perform in is very intimate. And by that, I mean, we have tables very close together and it is a small room. So tops, mm -hmm. we can do 40 mm -hmm. people. And then you add in comedians. Yeah. And uh, wait, staff wait staff and mm -hmm. bartender. And, and so when you're in that type of a situation, it's really important to be respectful of everybody. So sometimes the problems that we have had have been more related to people who stumbled in and didn't yes. know what they were stumbling yes. into. Yes, for right? sure. From an audience perspective. Um, I, I would say 90% of the audiences that we've had have been great, but there are probably 10% mm -hmm. of the people who come and want to like heckle or yell or talk through performances. Yes. That's very spot on. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I will say that I am not ashamed. I always tell people to be quiet. You're amazing. Uh, that part I do because it grates on me to have someone talking. So what Lauren is not saying <laughs> is that I might be the scariest one, but Lauren is actually far more the enforcer than I am. I mean, I have boundaries and everybody knows and sort of if you, you know, <laughs> But Lauren will be like, that is not okay. <laughs> so in terms of scary, it's Lauren. It's Lauren. I am quietly scary. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. Quiet. Right. I will just come right out and say, shh, you cannot stand here and talk. Right. Or, like, or I'll elbow someone. I'll shush them. I'll just tell them to right. That is right. not okay. Yeah. 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 It's like, Yeah. It's like having a kindergarten classroom or something. She's, she's the one. <laughs> she's the one who does the raining in. And, you, and she's very good at it, too, because I don't think people expect it to come from this. No. She <laughs> looks so lovely. And I think maybe people are afraid of me because... I'd be afraid. Of, I am afraid of you. I'm just afraid? kidding. I'm not actually. But if I didn't know you so well. But... Um, yeah. Well, you're tough, but yeah, if, if someone is talking, that is just my red light that just sends me over the edge. Um, and we both ran. So we, we also Lauren and I and Jess and Courtney all ran an open mic together for several years. And that is a, a whole different experience. Just way different. Much harder, I think. Much harder. And and soul draining. <laughs> it, yes, exactly. It's like a grind. It is, yeah. Yeah. Soul draining. Soul yes. draining. Um, because, again, you have people coming in with different expectations and, and you're trying to be supportive and kind and help people. Like, being vulnerable is really hard mm -hmm. and, and doing standup can be, I mean, it's not like we're digging ditches. It's not like we're solving hard world problems. We're not, but in terms of performance, and I've done a lot of different types of performance, standup comedy comedy has been probably the most difficult, mm -hmm. um, but equally the most rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so if you're putting yourself on stage, writing your material, practicing your material in front of other people, knowing that perhaps only 10% of what you say is going to elicit laughter. Mm -hmm. That makes an open mic a very stressful place. Now, everybody has, so generally everybody has the same feeling coming into the mic. So you feel like you're in a collectively safe space, mm -hmm. but that's not always the case. No, it's not. No. And so we tried to create that space, right? Yeah. Because that's what we wanted. And we wanted other people to have the same experience. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, you always want to cheer for people. You want to show them that you're engaged. You want to kind of set some ground rules. Um, if people say really nasty and unkind things, which doesn't happen frequently, but when it does happen, you want to shut that down. Mm -hmm. Like as a host, you want to come up after and say like, hmm, well, moving on or like that wasn't funny right or something worse if needed yeah um you know you want to create 
uh, like you said, just a really safe space for people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it was challenging for sure. And it was a grind. Um, well, and it does get to be point where, <laughs> so, so when you, when you are surrounded by that much vulnerability <laughs> and insecurity, <laughs> it does sort of wear you down. Yeah. It wears you down. Yeah. And there are some people who, I mean, even, you know, the best comedians ever, people who are so amazing can still walk into a, a, a mic and completely bomb. Yes. And um, it's reassuring for those of us who are afraid of that experience to see people who you respect and you love and you know who are just insanely talented mm-hmm. um, bomb in a, in a room full of people. Yes. But also comedians are notoriously difficult to uh, get a laugh from. Oh yeah. So that's actually, that's why I think an open mic is so hard and it's hard to host it because you have to come up and you have to get the, the audience, which is your other burned out comedians engaged immediately. And if people aren't in a good mood, if they're tired, if they're distracted, which is a lot of the time, then you're also going to get up essentially as a host and bomb. So what you need to do is try and get up and bring energy get everyone else interested and laughing and clapping and all of that and kind of set the tone for the mic. And if you can't do that, which sometimes I couldn't, um, because I'm a human, um, then it was also, yeah, it felt terrible. So (laughs) it was also demoralizing. It was demoralizing. And it made you question your life choices. Yes. Oh my gosh. For a solid week. Oh, Coco. Okay. Let's see how we're doing. We have five minutes left. Okay. Um, If you want more Prosecco, it's on the counter. I absolutely cannot be day drinking. Yeah. No, neither can I. Because I'm going to try to be productive. That's good. What else are you going to do? Today? Yeah. Oh, do people really want to know? Okay. Do you want to know what I'm going to do today? Tell us like one little tip bit from your weekend that's like or from today or something oh my gosh last night yeah i mean this is this is not an evergreen topic because at some point people are going to stop talking about the pandemic thank god (laughs) i can't wait for that but last night my husband and i went out to dinner outdoors Mm -hmm. and our waiter came to us at the table because we kept like putting the masks on and off and on and off. And And, um, he stopped us and he said, Hey, have you guys both been vaccinated? And we're like, we are full. We're fully, we're fully vaccinated. He's (laughs) like, you don't have to wear the mask. (gasps) Stop. When I come to the table, I spent the (laughs) next 60 minutes in like unadulterated (laughs) bliss. And I'm being overly dramatic because it was, a dramatic moment in oh, my yeah. life. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. that's amazing. Yeah, he that was, you don't have to keep like no. And we were and we try even though we were outside and even though we were just trying to be so respectful. Again, Lauren, we can all be in the playground together. <laughs> we just respect each other's boundaries. <laughs> and then he gave me that, and I was like, whoa. You like twirled it overhead like it was a bra and you just tossed it off. You put it it in the candle and it caught on. It caught on. (laughs) Mic drop. Don't ever drop the mic, people. By the way, I'm sorry. I said mic drop, but I'm really serious about this. Yeah, don't drop this Yeti mic. ever. If you're like, if somebody hands you, this is is life lessons. (laughs) 
from Auntie like, Colleen. Yes, and from Coco. If somebody gives you a microphone <laughs> and you feel like you've had a victorious moment at that microphone, do not drop that microphone. <laughs> do not. Do it not. is not good for the microphone. It is an expensive piece of equipment <laughs> that somebody has worked very hard to oh, buy my so God. that you could have a pleasant experience. So that's my that's my PSA. That's a wonderful PSA. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. My PSA is to get rid of those damn Dyson hand dryers. <gasps> They're causing hearing loss. If there isn't the evidence and the research on it, there will be soon. I promise you we're making ourselves deaf. Yeah. with those yeah. hand dryers. I do find it fascinating when you put your hands into those, <laughs> into those hand dryers. The amount of slack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like ripples and it's like it's fascinating. Yeah. I'm like, would that would my hands have looked like that when I was 10? I mean or is this the product of aging? It's it's a good question. It's basically like sticking your head out of like an airplane and like what all your skin would do. But it's oh terrifying. Horrible I know, thought. I know. It's actually that is legit terrifying. I have like dreams about um about airplanes and being up high and anyway. Oh wow. And then dying. Um wow. so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> How do you travel? Listen, you tra you're a traveler too. I, I like to, I, well, I like to travel. I don't like to fly. And that started when my sister Amy and I were on a flight to California and we had a layover in Las Vegas. And since then, we've never, ever taken a nonstop to California. I don't think either one of us. And this, this flight coming into Las Vegas and everyone says, oh, it was turbulence, this and that. Like, I felt like the plane was bending in half, like the wings were folded up to the side of the plane and we were bouncing and bouncing and bouncing and it did not stop. And I was so terrified. So <laughs> um, there was a German man in our row and I made him hold hands with me. <laughs> and my <laughs> sister was in the middle. And so I'm reaching across her to hold hands with him and I'm screaming. And I'm swearing and sweating profusely, profusely. And this went on and on and on. And she is, she, my sister Amy is also scared, but equally scared and mortified that I am clutching this man. And I'm like, is this going to be okay? What the hell is that pilot thinking? Oh my fucking God. Freaking out. Okay. And so then we land in Las Vegas and I make him go to the bar with us and we buy him a margarita, which he, which That's he does, amazing. which he does. And then we had to get back on the plane and fly into Oakland. Yeah. And it was so awful. So yeah. my tactics for flying are still to hold hands with a stranger. I do it almost every flight, but not necessarily a German stranger. Not necessarily a German. Okay. I, okay. I did hold hands with um, a woman who is a doctor last time. And she asked me if I might want to consider getting medication <laughs> for my next flight, which I thought was already there, <laughs> very intuitive. Um, and I typically sit on the aisle and I have a drink and yeah. being on the aisle makes me feel safer. I agree. Uh, less of less um, near to the potential outdoor mm -hmm. elements that mm -hmm. are going to suck me out mm -hmm. of the plane and wow. cause me to die. Wow. So, wow. And now our strawberries. Okay. Now it's time for delightful, fluffy strawberry. Okay. That was an organic moment. <laughs> 
You know, I got to tell you, Lauren, I have flown, I've only been to Vegas twice and I didn't even go for my first time until I was like, oh, maybe 39. I think I wow. was the first time I went. And um, both times I've been, landing at the Vegas airport was exactly the way you described it. Both times. Because you're going over mountains and then it's like a quick scoop in. I, we went, we hit the, we actually hit the runway mm -hmm. and then went back up <gasps> into flight. What? And then came back down and went back up into flight. <gasps> it was like, we were boom and then back <gasps> up and boom and then back up. And then it was, that was one of the times, but both times were terrifying. That's awful. Yeah. I was. Were you flipping out? Well, yeah, because number one, I wasn't all that excited about going to Vegas. Yeah. And number two, I didn't want somebody to say Colleen died on her way to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> like, a place that she wasn't really all that thrilled about going to anyway. Like, it would have been better. It was like, Colleen was on the Amalfi Coast and yes. just stepped a little too far off the edge after several glasses of Prosecco. You know, that would have been a far more interesting death oh. than the Vegas runway oh my god no uh, it's awful it's awful a little morbid um it was authentic though well <laughs> okay so our strawberry spoon cake at least in theory is done it looks good i think we i think it might need a little more time um i know it's supposed to be like pudding like okay well then it is pudding like and we're gonna let it cool for just a minute. Then we're gonna try some and have an authentic and organic experience talking about how it tastes. Yeah. And yep. then um, I felt like there was one other thing I had to ask you about before on my little, um, my brainstorm. I just have to tell you, this is another PSA. Yes. I have been watching the show Justified on Hulu. I don't know what that is. Oh, oh my. is that Timothy Oliphant? Dear God. Super. Super. Talk about a long tall drink of water. Holy, I can't even. My sister Lindsay called me on Friday night and I was like, oh, hello. And she was like, are you okay? And I said, oh yeah, I'm just watching <laughs> Justified. <laughs> and it is the hottest, hottest human being on earth. He is amazing. So here's the thing. I have not watched this show. <gasps> I have seen like, I think I've seen like a trailer because somebody had talked about it and, and had, again, like Vegas, had the same experience that you did. <laughs> and I'm like, who is, what is this? Because I, I feel like if you, if you see him in other contexts, mm -hmm. you might not have the same emotional response. I've never seen him in another show and I almost don't ever want to because he is so unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm going to give you my Hulu password. I think I gave it to you once to watch the show Normal People, which I advised you strongly. I watched the whole thing. <gasps> did you watch it? And did you watch it alone? Yes. Thank God. That was my word of, of warning. Of course. I, and neither one of, when, when, <laughs> so, so my youngest is, is, uh, is a junior in high school and, uh, he came, I, I would watch it while I was working out and he would come through the room and he'd be like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, it's this show about like relationships. <laughs> it's a lot of talking and like, it's very thoughtful and sort of quiet. And he's like, oh, 
like exactly. So yeah, there was no chance of him. Actually uh, it was basically it. softcore porn. It was. Um, and it would be mortifying to watch with any family member. But it wasn't so. So, but it was so yes about the soft and poor thing, but not really. It was interesting because there is full frontal for a man, which which is so ridiculous <laughs> that it's shocking because of the amount of times women in the in the history of entertainment and film have been full frontal. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, I can count on two fingers how many full frontal male images I've seen, and Me this is too. one of them. This is one of them. What is another one? Okay, well, wow, hold on. I really want to Dirk Diggler, but that was a fake. That was a prosthetic penis. I never saw the so whole big. movie because it was just so sad. Oh, yeah. I liked it. Um <laughs> <laughs> But that was a prosthetic penis. But wait, there was another one recently that I saw and I was like, "Holy moly." Gosh. And it's yeah, it was so but normal people was really good. And then, no. Yeah, it was normal. Yeah, normal, normal people. people. And then I read a book by the same author yes. called Conversations with Friends. Oh. Which was very good. Was it also Sally Rooney. like um, a porn or no? No. Oh. Okay. I mean, they definitely, but I don't think, <laughs> it wasn't like a porn. Book. Yeah. You're misrepresenting this to Well, I, know, I actually don't watch porn. You sound very porn. Catholic right now. I know, I'm sorry, but that's, I don't watch porn, so I don't even know. But this is good. Is it good? This is exactly what it was when I Ooh. made it. It's really tasty because it's supposed really to be like puddingy. It's puddingy. It's not too salty mm. and it's not too sweet. I'm glad we didn't use all the sugar. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is so good. You guys have to find this recipe. Yeah. I'm going to put this up with the podcast posting so that you can find it and make it and eat it. Um, like we're mm. mm-hmm. It's jammy and gooey. Um, delicious. It kind of reminds me of a, of a, I don't want to say a pancake because it's not like, yeah, the consistency is different, but there's sort of like, it's, it reminds me a little bit of a strawberry pancake where it's not like super sweet, but it's just right. Yeah, it is just right. It's a good balance of salt and sweet. It's just right. Just like you. Oh, just like you, Lauren. Boom. You guys, this is good. Um, oh my gosh, Colleen. Well, we're just going to wrap it up on this episode of Hot Dish. I'm my golly, my gosh. I kind of don't want it to end. I know. There's so many things we haven't talked about. I know. Well, what? let's think of one or two. And then I can have you on again in season two, whenever that's going to be. Oh, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to... Okay. I, I mean, been... there, I think if I were... I feel like right now we've reached where we're not being organic anymore because yeah. I can't think of anything and it's just going to be forced. I yeah. don't know if I'm just going to reach for a stupid idea Right. when I could have had a delightful idea. Okay. Yeah. So this is a really organic way to end our episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has just been a delight, it really has a been. real treat, just like this strawberry fun. spoon cake. Absolutely. I love you. Love you too. Um, and Lincoln Lodge, shout out to you, Christine Ferreira, especially. Thank you, Christine. I wish you could eat some of this with us. It's really good. And you will soon, yes. someday soon. Yes. Um, okay, this is a wrap. This is Hot Dish. Lauren, Colleen, mwah. Mwah, thank you. Ciao. Thanks, Lauren.
Enjoy.